everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. Ayahuasca. What's up, man? It's Chris Old Man, former Wisconsin Badger, man. We out here. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. A perfect. It's like a... Visitors Bureau Day in Wisconsin yeah, today, Chris Orr. Sure. Uh, it, it is uh, Chamber of Commerce Day is what you call it. Madison <laughs> looks amazing. The colors are the perfect shade on the trees. Unfortunately, no football in Madison, but there is uh, pack, you know, Packers football this weekend out mm-hmm. in Denver. Let's go. You got the uh, Badgers going down to Illinois to go take on <laughs> Big Brett Bielema. And in between... Yeah, I think you can enjoy the outside. He's Chris Orr. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Matt Hamilton here. That is just the floating head of Matt Hamilton. He's not <laughs> on the show, just the floating voice of Matt Hamilton. But he'll be back. Have a course. Have a course. He'll be back <laughs> next week. Lots of football this weekend. Lots to get into. But also, I want to ask everyone out there, do you have any phobias? Mm. And one that I struggle with is, so today, like my wife, Wanted to change out the shutters in our house. And I've been putting this off for a while. And I finally got to the point of like, all right, I went to it. And I am, I had to go up, like on, like I had to do the upstairs window. Oh, I have no. a two-story house. Oh, no. And so part of it was we have a porch. I was able to stand on the roof of the porch, mm. which I didn't love. Because mm. my kids always ask me like, shaky. dad, you're going to hate, you're going to hang Christmas lights? No. Yeah. Why? I don't want to die. <laughs> it's not worth it. Do you want dad here or do you want to risk realistically like a 30% chance of going to fall and break something? Because I'm not a professional ladder climber. Ladder climber. <laughs> and being a, my house is it's tall. Like I did it at our first house. It was a ranch style house. Uh-huh. I, would, I did it there. Right. But that was two stories. Yeah, you can't do it. I'm not getting up that high. Yeah, it I'm is high. I'm yeah, not up there. like uh, a plane goes by, I can feel it. No, I mean it's, it's high up there, so I'm, I'm not doing it. It's it's a solid roof, but it's very slanted. Like, oh, no. obviously, the whole point of the roof is to get things off of it. Yeah, yeah, including you. <laughs> so, like, I was on the roof today, and like, I didn't realize. I knew it was going to be like a lot, but I didn't realize like in my heart, my, my uh, Apple Watch on, my heart rate's like pushing like crazy. 175 because like, I'm like shaking, like I'm trying to get this done, taking off the, it's not hard to take off the old ones, put the new ones in. Yeah. That's not that hard, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you're like, you're up there. So then I had to go to the edge and that's where I almost lost mm-hmm. it, Chris, because it wasn't, there were two windows that are not uh, by the um, uh, the porch. Like, I oh, can't no. stand on the porch roof and do it. So I had to kind of lean a little bit over oh, the porch no. roof and take off one of them because otherwise I have to kind of go out the window and try to yeah, do this thing. Doing. So it was a lot going on. And I'm the only one home, and so I'm trying to do that as well. But I made the mistake. They always say, don't look down. Mm. I looked down, and I got, like, vertigo for a second. Like, I had to, like, <laughs> basically grab a hold of the side of the house and, like, a window because I thought I was just going to go. Like, I almost like, couldn't even be, like... It was like one of those things, like, why'd you fall through the roof? I started, like, getting the spins all of a sudden. So, long story short, I had to take a break and, like, gather myself for a little bit. Went and got some lunch. I sent out some emails, and I was like, all right, 
finished up the last two windows, but yeah. then I had to like dangle out the window no. and put the other two in. No, I'm not doing it. And uh, I get, I didn't get all the screws. I got like most of the screw. I got all the screws except for like two all the way in. Mm. And like it's high up there. I guarantee my wife's gonna notice it immediately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, have at it. <laughs> They're up there. Like, go do it. <laughs> Hey Jim, the reindeer—they just—they're not like perfectly parallel to each other. Can't you just go up there and just like right. put just yourself at risk just one move more time, it real quick? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's right. just easy. I don't understand because this is the conversation. Like, why don't you put the light? Other people have the lights up. I'm like, good for them. <laughs> I can't like. I honestly, it's a little bit of vertigo because like if I lay down and look straight up, like I'll feel unc- like oh, no. I like if I'm up too high, I get like yeah, I lose my balance a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, so, I hate heights. Yeah, hate so. Heights. Um, I don't like even flying. I've mm. been able to power through flying, but I don't like looking out the window because it's like, flying. oh my god. See, I'm the opposite. I have to look out the window. Okay, but I hate flying. See, I hate flying for a lot of different reasons. I can get through it, but like one, like I'm just in this tight, uncomfortable, closed off space for no a really reason. long period of time. Yep. That part's not great. A lot of sitting around, a lot of crampness, just a lot of just mm-hmm. ugh, that, that's. And then like the actual. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I'm no, I'm not smart enough to understand how this all works. <laughs> this is a heavy ass plane, and how does it get in the air, and why are we still up there? And so like that part is always like, like I'm too stupid to know how it works. So then it's like it's I don't love it, <laughs> right? It's like, I still don't understand how we're getting up here. But like, judgmental Jim. But like I could get I could get through it. It's actually I think did better flying than I do my literally like my my ass hanging out the window trying to put out these what? shutters today. Flying yeah. is definitely safer. Yes, of the two, that like, is no definitely doubt. safer than that. Yeah, I hate flying. I hate roller coasters. Yes, yeah. I've been terrified of roller coasters since I was young. Same. My I, biggest fear, though, I'm telling you, my biggest fear is waking up in the morning and all of the bugs are huge. Oh, okay. that, is, that is my <laughs> biggest fear. Like a fly is the size of like a wiener dog. <laughs> That is that's my biggest fear, without a doubt. All right, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Give us your biggest fear. Oh, eight four four seven. Can you imagine that? No, that'd be awful. That'd be awful. Can you imagine that? Prime. Like, this is probably your dream come true. You probably work on stuff like that. Like a bug like a bug wall. Yeah, <laughs> like he got the wings does. pinned up. He definitely got, does. Yeah, he got like, a little lab. Like Silence of the Lambs with all the moths just like dancing <laughs> yeah, like flying yeah, around yeah, my yeah, bedroom. Yeah. Or uh, like Dahmer, like Dahmer dissected okay. uh, dead animals look, off the side of the look, road. We gotta stop with this. Like I have his inner demon thing. Okay, like every literally every time I wear a hat to the office, our social media specialist Maddie, who was on the show yesterday, says that I look like the guy who played the serial killer in the Netflix show You. Oh, you definitely. Saying do. I give off the same vibes as this guy, which is just like, do I like? Do I just give off the vibes? I'm gonna just like Some cold vibes. Yeah. Like, what does this even mean? Is that like? I mean, she's supposed to be the HR director, and she's telling me I, I look like someone wants to murder someone. Man, you gotta go watch the show called The Patient on uh, Hulu. Amazing. Oh, oh, I have Amazing. heard of that one too. I've got okay, but I don't know you if I should. I don't guy. know. Yeah, I might, I might, I might start to. He gave off strong to give up the same vibes. murderer vibes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's fine. Murderer that's like. Knows how to get away with Yeah, like Dexter. Look, look you guys it's a should, compliment. You guys should be more yeah, careful about what you're saying. All right? We're the only ones in the office today. All right? And there I may be cameras, like, but I'm controlling I the cameras. I just feel like if you were going to get us, you would have gotten us. Like, I just feel like yeah. we're not your... <laughs> it would have happened by we're now. Not your, we're not your type. Yeah, yeah. We're not the target. Okay. We're not the target at all. Okay, now, now what, is that? What, what does that mean, Jim? <laughs> I don't know. Not I'm just saying type. that like, we've been around you for a while. If we were the if we were your target or the type, you, you would have gotten one of us by now. That's all. That's it. By now. Especially me. To, I'm, I'm nothing but mean to you. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's easy to drug pressure, the pressure. Judgmental Jim. 
inject the cores of one of your <laughs> serums. Inject the cores. <laughs> one of his serums. <laughs> All right, also 844-770-3776. This is uh, Primetime Warshime. Give off serial killer vibes. <laughs> Random text into the uh, talking text line. Uh, 414 chimes in. Instead of a phone, use an Apple Watch with a phone plan. You can text and call, but it has necessary limitations. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you. Is that from one of your uh, your kin? Your, <laughs> one of my kin? <laughs> like. What are, what are your group? I don't know. I just uh, I think that's just Apple support. I think Apple support got our talking text line somehow, and they're just sending us promotions. Now this is one of those matrix moments because today twice I had conversations on my Apple Watch because oh, like they're I watching did, you, right? They're, they're I know, you. right? I because uh, I didn't have my phone on me, but uh, my wife called. And I was like, I think I can do this, and I and I talked can to my watch. Out of it? Yeah, I can hear the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Right? I got an Apple Watch. I just gave it straight to my mom. I yeah. don't want to deal with it. No. Didn't want to deal with it. I like Whoops though. Okay. Yes, I have. Like, yeah. but that's like a more of like a fit tracker yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, my Apple Watch, I like, I line it up to the the Polar. Like, so I do that. Mm, like, because yeah. the Carbon World Health, they have that system over there, and when I work mm. out, they can track my uh, heart rate and they can track calories I burn, and that's part of a, a great experience over at Carbon World Health. Uh, part of my experience there is they take semi-glutide to help me uh, get to the weight. Uh, Lost goals that I'm looking for, so now I am the fittest uh, and, and and lightest, and I would say the healthiest I've been in a. V- and it all started uh, by the six week experience with Dr. Ness Rodriguez. Start that, and then he can find the right solution for you uh, with Ashley as well. It could be a diet program, it could be some like glutide replacement, it could just be a simple workout plan. Uh, they also have plenty of other services there, service there, including cryo and others. Uh, CarbonWorldHealth.com is the site. Make sure to check them out. The Adam and Madison chimes in with prime time slash and dine. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, That's really Maddie, good. our uh, social media queen, says she's got she's worried about you. It's, uh, she's worried about herself. She right. Means. That's yeah. right. She and said that. What's it? What's gets Wicked Maddie she, first? Prime yeah. time Hold or on. mac and cheese? Maddie she did send me a photo. She did send me a photo this morning of her breakfast. By the way, Maddie did. Yeah. Uh, there was mac and cheese involved once again. Mac and cheese. With eggs and sausage this time, though. So some actual protein in there. Yeah, at least she has a nutritious meal. (laughs) Semi. Semi. Uh, And here's the other thing. So we'll take your phobias. Just they can be normal ones, like I don't like heights, and Chris doesn't like heights, or weird ones, like Chris is afraid to wake up and there'll be giant bugs around. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that sounds awful. I don't think there's anything more terrifying than that. No, that'd be pretty horrible. I would much rather be trapped in a bullpen with a raging bull. Yeah, than like giant bugs. to have to just walk to my car (laughs) with giant bugs. What about like a a big, you see those big spiders down in Australia? Man. Can you imagine? No. I did a double take today because I swear there was a squirrel in the parking garage the size of a dog, like a small dog. (laughs) Like I didn't jump back, but I'm like, what's a dog doing? Oh, that's a squirrel. But They say those rats in uh, New York like... The size of little dogs. This was a well-fed, uh, well-fed squirrel in the uh, parking lot here. Because <laughs> I had to look at it twice. I was like, "Is that a chihuahua? No, that's a squirrel." <laughs> like it was one of those things. It was so big. I almost <laughs> called it over. Like, "Hey, are you lost?" No, you it, <laughs> no, just a squirrel. Thought it was a service animal at first. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I saw a bunny that big one time. Yeah, scary. Where, where at? In Texas. That was down in Texas. A bunny. Me. Don't they have yeah. those big like big jackrabbits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can get big. That is, yeah, jackrabbits. That's scary. Um. Yeah, they can get uh, almost two feet tall. Snakes. Two feet long. See, snakes don't scare me, though. Snake nope. doesn't scare me. Spider? Nope. Not only if that spider was the size of you know, <laughs> scare the hell out of me. Yes. Uh, one last thing, though, I would say uh, on this. Uh, kangaroos seem intense. 
You see people like fighting kangaroos? I really kind of want to fight one. Is that? But if only it can't use its... Because apparently they're trying to grab you, and they use their little feet to like rip your stomach open. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I think like, you instead. I don't. I don't. I don't think you can like put fight rules on a fighting a kangaroo. Yeah, like they're just gonna do. Toes up. If we take his toes up. Just cork them. <laughs> we're just fighting. Just, so we UFC just got rules. Hands. Yeah, just pop, got, yeah. pop some corks on the end of their straight shirt. hands. I like my chances. They're a little fight. stiff. They're a little stiff. They're like right. too, too also, much muscle. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What animal do you think you beat up? Oh, man. We don't need to bring up this conversation with Chris. I'm so glad we brought this up. Oh, God. I'm telling you, you give me a hunting knife, I'm taking a wolf down one-on-one. I'm taking a wolf down one-on-one. Have you heard this one before, Jim? You haven't? Listen, but when I I say this, people always make the assumption that I'm going to be Iron Man and just walk out unscathed. I might lose an arm. I very (laughs) well might lose an arm. I'm probably going to break a few things. I'm going to be chewed up. But I... I'm going to be taking breaths of air after that wolf takes his leg. For sure. With, yeah. a, with a little knife? Yeah, I got it. Well, you know what? Chris Orr is a winner. You can be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. That's where winners go. You can go be a winner at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Nearly $11 million in September. There's going to be more in October. Big contest coming up next weekend. Make sure to get to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison so you can win yourself some cash. So when the zombie apocalypse comes or the uh, <laughs> jackrabbit apocalypse comes, you're ready to go. You have that. You got those gold bars thrown away. Go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. Go be a winner. But I want to ask this a serious football question because oh. two football things going on this weekend, and we'll get to the Packers because I think honestly you got to fire someone if the Packers lose to Denver. We'll get to that. Yeah. Probably. But I want to go with the Badgers first, and I have this question, and I'm don't answer it, Chris, before we go to break. But I want to post right. it as our first Iron Jack poll question. Will Luke Fickle have a better legacy at Wisconsin than Brett Bielema when he's done? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Who will have a better legacy at Wisconsin? Mm. Luke Fickle when his career is done or Brett Bielema? This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. (laughs) There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. Ayahuasca. What's up, man? It's Chris Old Man, former Wisconsin Badger, man. We out here... Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. A perfect, it's like a Visitor's Bureau Day in Wisconsin today, Chris Orr. Uh, It is uh, Chamber of Commerce Day is what you call it. Madison (laughs) looks amazing. The colors are the perfect shade on the trees. Unfortunately, no football in Madison but there is uh, pack, you know, Packers football this weekend out in Denver. Let's go! You got the uh, Badgers going down to Illinois to go take on <laughs> Big Brett Bielema. And in between, yeah, I think you can enjoy the outside. He's Chris Orr. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Matt Hamilton here. That is just the floating head of Matt Hamilton. He's not on <laughs> the show, just the floating voice of Matt Hamilton. But he'll be back. Have a course. Have a course. He'll be back <laughs> next week. 
Lots of football this weekend. Lots to get into. But also, I want to ask everyone out there, do you have any phobias? Mm. And one that I struggle with is, so today, like my wife wanted to change out the shutters in our house. And I've been putting <laughs> this off for a while. And I finally got to the point of like, all right, I went to it. And I am, I had to go up. Like on, like I had to do the upstairs window. Oh, I have no. a two-story house, oh, no. and so part of it was we have a porch. I was able to stand on the roof of the porch, mm. which I didn't love, because my kids always ask me, it's like, "Dad, you gonna hate? You gonna hang Christmas lights?" No. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. Do you want Dad here, or do you want to risk, <laughs> realistically, like a thirty percent chance of gonna fall and break something? Because I'm not a professional ladder climber. <laughs> ladder climber. <laughs> and being a, my house is it's tall. Like I did it at our first house. It was a ranch style house. Uh-huh. I would I did it there. Right. But that was two stories. Yeah, you can't do. That. I'm not getting up that high. Yeah, it I'm is high. I'm yeah. not getting up there. Like uh, a plane goes by, I can feel it. No, I mean it's, it's high up there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not doing it. It's it's a solid roof, but it's very slanted. Like oh, no. obviously the whole point of the roof is to get things off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Including you. <laughs> so like. I was on the roof today, and like I didn't realize, I knew it was gonna be like a lot, but I didn't realize like in my heart, my my uh, Apple Watch on, my heart rate's like pushing like one seventy five, because I'm like shake, like I'm trying to get this done, taking off the. It's not hard to take off the old ones, put the new ones in. Yeah, that's not that hard, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you're like you're up there. So then I had to go to the edge, and that's where I almost lost mm-hmm. it, Chris, because it wasn't. There was two windows that are not. Uh, by the um, uh, the porch. Like, I oh, can't no. stand on the porch roof and do it. So I had to kind of lean a little bit over oh, the porch no. roof and take off one of them because otherwise I have to kind of go out the window and try to yeah, do this thing. So it was a lot going on. And I'm the only one home, and so I'm trying to do that as well. But I made the mistake. They always say, don't look down. Mm. I looked down, and I got, like, vertigo for a second. Like, I had to, like, <laughs> basically grab a hold of the side of the house and, like, a window because I thought I was just going to go. Like, I almost like, couldn't even be, like... It was like one of those things, like, why'd you fall through the roof? I started, like, getting the spins all of a sudden. So, long story short, I had to take a break and, like, gather myself for a little bit. Went and got some lunch. And I sent out some emails. And I was like, all right. Finished up the last two windows. But then I had to, like, dangle out the window and put the other two in. No, I'm not doing it. And uh, I I didn't get all the screws. I got, like, most of the screws. I got all the screws except for, like, two all the way in. Mm. And, like, it's high up there. I guarantee my wife's going to notice it immediately. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I'm going to say... Have at it. <laughs> They're up there. Like, go do it. <laughs> hey, Jim. The reindeer, they just, they're not like perfectly parallel to each other. Can't you just go up there and just like right. put just yourself at risk just one more time? Just real quick. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's right. just easy. I don't it's understand. Because this is the conversation. Like, why don't you put the light? Other people have the lights up. I'm like, good for them. <laughs> I can't, like, I honestly, it's a little bit of vertigo because, like, if I lay down and look straight up, like, I'll feel unco- like oh, no. I like if I'm up too high, I get like yeah, I lose my balance a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't. So, I hate heights. Yeah, hate so um, I don't like even flying. I've mm. been able to power through flying, but I don't like looking out the window because it's like, like oh my god. See, I'm the opposite. I have to look out the window. Okay, but I hate flying. See, I hate flying for a lot of different reasons. I can get through it, but like one. Like, I'm just in this tight, uncomfortable, closed-off space for a really long period of time. That part's not great. A lot of sitting around, a lot of crampness, just a lot of just, Mm -hmm. ugh. And then, like, the actual, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I'm I'm not smart enough to understand how this all works. (laughs) This is a heavy-ass plane, and how does it get in the air, and why are we still up there? So, like, that part is always, like, like, I'm too stupid to know how it works, so then it's, like... I don't love it. <laughs> right. Like, I still don't understand how we're getting up here. But like, <laughs> judgmental Jim. 
But like I could get I could get through it. It's actually I think did better flying than I do my like my my ass hanging out the window trying to put out these <laughs> shutters today. Flying yeah. is definitely safer. Yes, of the two, that like, is no definitely doubt. safer than that. Yeah, I hate flying. I hate roller coasters. Yes, yeah. I've been terrified of roller coasters since I was young. Same. My like, biggest fear, though, I'm telling you, my biggest fear is waking up in the morning and all of the bugs are huge. Oh, that, okay. is, that is my <laughs> biggest fear. Like a fly is the size of like a wiener dog. <laughs> That is that's my biggest fear, without a doubt. All right, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Give us your biggest fear. Eight four four seven. Can you imagine that? No, that'd be awful. That'd be awful. Can you imagine that? Prime. Like, this is probably your dream come true. You probably work on stuff like that. about this? Like a bug, like a bug wall. Yeah, like he got the wings does. pinned up. He definitely got, does. Yeah, he got like, a little lab. Like Silence of the Lambs with all the moths, just like dancing, <laughs> yeah, like flying yeah, around yeah, my yeah, bedroom. Yeah. Or uh, no. like Dahmer, like Dahmer dissected okay. uh, dead animals look, off the side of the look, road. We gotta stop with this. Like I have his inner demon thing. Okay, like every literally every time I wear a hat to the office, our social media specialist Maddie, who was on the show yesterday, says that I look like the guy who played the serial killer in the Netflix show You. Oh, you definitely. Saying do. I give off the same vibes as this guy, which is just like, do I like? Do I just give off the vibes? I'm gonna just like cold vibes. Yeah. Like, what does this even mean? Is that like, I mean, she's supposed to be the HR director, and she's telling me I, I look like someone wants to murder someone. Man, you got to go watch the show called The Patient on uh, Hulu. Amazing. Oh, oh, I have Amazing. heard of that one, too. I've got, okay, but I don't know if I should. I don't know. Guy. Yeah, I might, I might, I might start, to, he I might start to give up the same vibes. murderer vibes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's fine. Murderer that's like... Knows how to get away with Yeah, like Dexter. Look, look you guys it's a should, compliment. You guys should be more yeah, careful about what you're saying. All right? We're the only ones in the office today. All right? And there I may be cameras, like, but I'm controlling I the cameras. I just feel like if you were going to get us, you would have gotten us. Like, I just feel like yeah. we're not your... <laughs> it would have happened by we're now. Not your, we're not your type. Yeah, yeah. We're not the target. Okay. We're not the target at all. Okay, now, now what, is that? What, what does that mean, Jim? <laughs> I don't know. Not I'm just saying type. that like, we've been around you for a while. If we were the if we were your target or the type, you, you would have gotten one of us by now. That's all. That's it. By now. Especially me. I'm, I'm nothing but mean to you. So. Yeah. It's <laughs> easy to drug pressure, the Coors pressure. or something. Judgmental Jim. Inject the Coors with one of your <laughs> serums. Inject the Coors. <laughs> one of his serums. <laughs> All right. Also, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Does uh, primetime Orshan give off serial killer vibes? <laughs> <laughs> Random text into the uh, talk and text line. Four one four chimes in. Instead of a phone, use an Apple Watch with a phone plan. You can text and call. But it has necessary limitations. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. Is that from one of your uh, your kin? Your, <laughs> oh, my kin? <laughs> like, what? What are your group? Uh, I don't know. I just. Uh, I think that's just Apple support. I think Apple support got our talking text line somehow, and they're just sending us promotions. Now this is one of those Matrix moments because today, twice, I had conversations on my Apple Watch because, oh, like, they're I watching did, you, right? They're, they're I know, you. right? Yeah. I because uh, I didn't have my phone on me, but. Uh, my wife called. And I was like, I think I can do this. And I, dip, and I. Take your calls and text on any of your phobias. I was on the roof of my house today putting in some shutters. I did not like it. A lot 
unnecessary sweating and heart rate. Like I got inside, I'm like, why is my undershirt drenched? It's just, <laughs> it's cold outside. Man. But it was because I was not feeling being out there uh, putting those shutters in. But eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. You can share any of your phobias, whether they're more run of the mill like mine or Chris's of like waking up and seeing giant insects everywhere. Which is a that sounds awful, mm. but I feel like. Less likely to happen. Hopefully. Less likely. To, hopefully. 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 I, just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like I feel like they can put something in the air, man. The man can put something in the air and make these bugs huge. And I had this idea for a horror movie that someone else can take. Is I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> but my wife told me that the um, daddy long legs are actually very venomous to yeah, humans. Yeah. But. Uh, they don't yeah. have like teeth big enough. Yeah. So for me, like the like there'd be something where a mutation mm-hmm. or someone creates a mutation that they are, the teeth are big enough. Yeah. And like that's how we go down. You're screwed now. Yeah. Now what are you gonna do? It's over. It's over. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. Right. So like that yeah. would be a good horror movie. It's like if that happened, and then yeah. like how do you get through that? Forget the zombies. Like, yeah. Go with that. Yeah. Uh, we are also asking you the Badgers are taking on Illinois. It is. It's not a must win, but. They need to win. They need to win bad. And uh, so I wanted to ask the question here with Brett Bielema. There's an extra added element to this that mm-hmm. I'm sure the coaching staff, even if they weren't here, is aware. Like, they care about their legacy. Like, Luke Fickle doesn't like Brett Bielema. Luke Fickle beat Brett Bielema. Remember, he beat yeah. Brett Bielema when Brett had that uh, team. It was classic Brett. There was always something happened. Mm-hmm. Like, when it actually came down to coaching, that's when Brett would get mm-hmm. shown up. Like, because mm-hmm. you'd have the players, and they had a lot of really good players yeah. in Wisconsin. And he had really good assistance. But when it came down to little things, it's uh, bomb right down the middle of the field. Yep. It wasn't even a Hail Mary. It was just guys running free. Yeah, Touchdown. And yeah. so, and that was Luke Fickle. That team, I think, if I recall correctly, it might have been a year where Ohio State and Penn State had better records had, than Wisconsin. Uh, though. Yeah. yeah. And so Wisconsin finished third. Mm-hmm. And Brett Bielema was last year at Wisconsin, but then made the Big Ten title. Game. Yeah, yeah. So like the biggest farce anyone will tell you, like, oh, Brett made X amount of Big Ten title games. Yeah. Okay, but like the other two teams, yeah. beat him, had better records, and yeah. then he back. Well, it's just like he didn't cheat to get there, but like yeah. we also have to look at the football side of it. Yeah. But setting it all aside, I want to ask this question, and right now it is unanimous that uh, they have it that Luke Fickle, Badger fans, will yeah. Luke Fickle finish with a better legacy at Wisconsin than Brett Bielema? Well, this is the toughest part, to me at least, when I think about this question is a couple of things. One, the landscape of college football has changed. Uh, it's going to change again. I want to say next year is the year of the expanded college football playoff, right? Or maybe it's two years. I don't know. I, I know it's coming keep up. on adding things all the time. I'll be honest. I lose yeah. Track of it. yeah, it's tough to keep track of, but I'm almost positive you're correct. Next yeah, year yeah. will be the first year of the, the right. 12-team playoff. Right, right. So, like, if you go from that standing, because I remember um, we were talking about it a little bit when Coach Chris was here, and it was like, if you went by that alone, then I want to say in Coach Chris' time here, we would have made, like, four playoff appearances or whatever, and then you would think about you would think about Coach's legacies differently. So, yeah. I would my guess would be <clears throat> Coach Bielema probably made three playoff appearances at least. Uh over what? What was he here? Seven years or five? Yeah, I'll give you Brett Bielema's huh? time here at Wisconsin. So Brett Bielema came to Wisconsin in after the two thousand three season. He was defensive coordinator Barry yeah. Alvarez mm-hmm. and then took over uh after two seasons at DC took over as the head football coach yeah. for the Badgers. His first season the team went 11 and 1 
seven and one in conference play. Uh, then they um, uh, then they continued to win. I mean, he won a lot at the University of Wisconsin and uh, finished eight and five. His last year was eight and five, uh, but it, that culminated in a seventy to thirty one victory over Nebraska in the Big Ten championship game. Mm. But he won three. He won three Big Ten championships. Yeah. Won the Big Ten Leaders Division once, uh, and then was Big Ten Coach of the Year in 2006. But, you know, at Wisconsin, he was a pretty good football coach. You can't really argue against that, but I think at the same time, there could have been more out of it. He had a really down year, a Mm -hmm. random seven and six year, and his last year, eight and five. Like, seemed like he was trying to get out while the getting was good. Yeah. And so. I wouldn't say it's a legacy like Barry Alvarez's legacy at Brett Biel- uh, at Wisconsin is it overshadows Brett Bielema. Like it is Barry Alvarez, and then Bielema and Chris can fight it out for who was the second best coach. Yeah. I think most people will give it to Brett. Oh yeah, I would agree to that. But uh, and then like Fickle's trying to climb past mm-hmm. those guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I would definitely say that's how the podium sits. Uh, I just I don't know because if we're being if we just be completely brutally honest. You have to. You can't give Coach Fickle the excuse of this year. I don't think you give him that excuse. I think it plays as a part of your legacy. I'm not saying that you know we expected you to come in here and have an undefeated season year one or whatever the case is, but I think it's more so that <clears throat> we expected Wisconsin football to look a little different, and I don't think it's looked different. I haven't seen a step of progress. Like it'd be different if we lost in a shootout to Washington State and or. Uh, even here at uh, Iowa, if we just looked a little different, even if we still lost, if the losses looked different, then they could point towards, you know, the future. You know, it give you some type of insight, some type of hope of what the future of Wisconsin football could look like. I, I just think that's hard to climb. That's hard to climb over. Because if we put it in, that, in those terms of three pl- college football playoff uh, appearances – I think that's tough. And I don't know how long, if we're being honest, I really don't know how long Coach Fickle will be here. Well, and a couple things here. I, we can't really retroactively fit some things because here, right, honestly, right. the biggest, biggest way I would look at it is like, you don't have to. Coach Fickle made mm-hmm. the college football playoff in the old system. Mm-hmm. No Badger coach would have done that because they, mm-hmm. uh, outside of, I guess, when whenever Brett won the Big Ten title, mm-hmm. that's the only chance they had. Like, if you're not mm-hmm. winning the Big Ten title, it ain't happening. You're yeah. not getting to the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. So Fickle has that in his resume already. I do believe that Luke Fickle runs a better program and is a better football coach than Brett Bielema. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean he will have more success here at Wisconsin. Right, right. We, I don't know how that will shake out. JB from the V chimes in. I have a phobia of Green Bay re-signing Jordan Love and have him watch <laughs> him play for another year. I uh, like Green Bay to me. 844-770-3776. <laughs> oh you can chime in with your phobias. I uh, like that one. Uh, you also can chime in. I have a phobia. I don't want to see Brett Bielema beat the Badgers again. Right now, 89% of you think Luke Fickle will finish with a better legacy at Wisconsin than mm. Brett Bielema. We're talking on the field because, like, yeah, Brett's off the field definitely colored some of his time <laughs> yeah, yeah, here yeah, at Wisconsin. Yeah. So, yeah. Brett Bielema at Wisconsin, 68-24. and 24. Mm. Won 12-1, and 9-4, 7-6, 10-3, 11-2, 11-3, 8-5. and Right. And uh, that last year, he finished third in the leaders' division back in the day when it was the leaders. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they won. I believe that they won the Rose Bowl, but he wasn't coaching it. Mm. So, what was it? Uh, uh, leaders and Legends, right? Leaders yeah. and Legends, well, yeah. Sad. So he won the Capital One Bowl, the Champs Bowl. That's it. He won two bowl games at Wisconsin. That was his Achilles heel. And honestly, if you look further into it, they really 
really often lost to teams that were like actual top twenty five. His record was like <laughs> right top. Like he ate on Minnesota. Like he ate on Illinois. Yeah. Like he beat the snot out of the trash teams. And then when it came to Michigan State, who was good at that time, and Ohio State, uh, and obviously you know, and I think he obviously Michigan wasn't there too. Like yeah. Ohio State, Michigan State, those were like the only other teams in the Big Ten. Like he'd lose to those regularly. I remember getting pushback from people. I'm like. It does matter that like he doesn't win these games. Yeah, like, it does matter. And he'd beat the snout on Nebraska, mm-hmm. and like that's what he had going for him. But look, sixty-eight and twenty-four, uh, and then thirty-seven and nineteen in conference. Because on the flip side, Fickle's got a hell of a conference schedule coming up here sooner than later. Mm-hmm. So that's going to get harder. Paul Christ uh, at Wisconsin, sixty-seven and twenty-six. So did not get to Brett. Mm-hmm. He was one win mm-hmm. short of Brett, but. Mm-hmm. He won the Holiday Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Orange mm-hmm. Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, and the Vegas Bowl. Mm-hmm. So he won more bowl games. And what, what's that? Two New Year's Six. And he was forty-three and eighteen in the Big Ten. Will the, will the New Year's Six like even hold any merit after this year? I mean, I think for like the Orange and the Cotton and the Rose, like they're always going to hold. Because like, they got to put all of the New Year's Six bowl games in the playoffs. Yeah. So then it won't even be a. It won't even mean anything anymore. You so know what I mean? Like the, the way they're going to do it is that it'll be four New Year's Six game bowls per season are in the twelve team college football mm. playoff because that first round is going to be home, on campus right? yeah. games. Yes, exactly. And I think those uh, top four seeded teams all get buys. Mm. So there will only be four games in the first two rounds, and then a round, then a round of two for the semifinal, mm. right? And then the championship game. I it, like that. I like the home games. Yeah, that's pretty round. cool. I really that, that, like but that. I do think you're right. I think that does take away the significance of those New Year's Six Bowls, yeah. especially the ones that are left out. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess every three yeah. years, yeah. Each, each of those bowls will be left out yeah. of the playoff field. Mm-hmm. So The two that are left out are They're going to get some real scrubs because it's the top 12 teams are yeah. all taken. So yeah. it's like, who else is there left? I'll tell you. I'll, I'll die on this hill. Uh, Paul Chris was better at Wisconsin that Brett Bielema was. No, one game no difference, doubt. one more bowl oh, games. Yeah. And actually, I think he's a better coach because he was 19-19 and 19 at Pitt, and uh, Brett Bielema was 29-34 at Arkansas and is currently 16-16 and 16 at Illinois. Yeah. Like yeah. I've maintained this forever. Brett Bielema was a remarkably average coach who had Barry Alvarez hand him a great program, mm-hmm. and then he was able to run with it. But he had his best asset because if you track when things fell apart, Look at it. 2012. Coach Chris Love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beating the ball was bad. Mm-hmm. You know who the offensive coordinator was then? I don't. Pittsburgh's Ooh. finest, Matt Canada. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was bad here. Like Brett Bieloma, the best thing he had going for him was when he had these great assistants. And then when he stopped figuring out how to hire assistants slash didn't have Barry's assistants like Paul hanging around, mm-hmm. wheels came off. And I think that's going to happen at Illinois, unfortunately, because there's some former Badgers down there. I'd like to see them do well. But 844-770-3776. Right now, 91% of you say that Luke Fickle will have a better legacy at Wisconsin than Brett Bielema. Now, to be fair, if Fickle's here and wins, let's say, 45 games but gets the Badgers to the college football playoff or, let's say, the championship game. That means a lot more, yeah. It it does. For sure. And again, I'm giving Paul the nod over Brett because Paul Mm. won all those bowl games. I think he would need, like... uh I think what Coach Fickle would need is just, uh, a Big Ten championship in this new Big Ten. 
I think jumps everybody because you're automatically in the playoffs. Yeah, you win, the, big, you win you, the new Big Ten, you're in the playoffs. And even going off that, like, how much do you really hold a regular season record against him when he's going to be facing four new teams yeah. every year that yeah. weren't there when Brett or when Paul Chris was yeah. there? Washington, Oregon, UCLA, mm-hmm. USC, all expected to be top 25 programs year in, year out. I just wonder, like, so now my question then, I guess this is, this is my question that pops up for me, is, like, if you make the playoffs – like, what's the difference in the new new eight, new look Big Ten? You go to the Big Ten championship and you lose, but you make the playoffs as I don't know the tenth seed or whatever. I, like, how does that season rank? Well, and that's gonna look. That's gonna be some eye test stuff. Before we yeah. go to break here, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six, asking you, uh, will Luke Fickle have a better legacy at Wisconsin than Brett Bielema? Again, right now it is a landslide of yes. I'd like to point <laughs> out Barry Alvarez. Uh, he was won the Rose Bowl, won the Hall of Fame Bowl, won the Copper Bowl, won the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Sun Bowl, the Alamo Bowl, then lost the Music City Bowl and the Outback Bowl, and then won the Capital One Bowl in 2005. Mm-hmm. And then lost the Rose Bowl when he filled in with Brett, and then yeah, won the yeah, Outback Bowl. Yeah. The guy was a winner. Like He really, and Tarek and Dele tell you those stories, like, the bowl game mattered. Man, I heard about the... Uh, I heard guys telling me about the practices that they had with him when he came back in the... Uh, for oh, 2014, yeah. I think that was a Capital One Bowl. Man, they said it was brutal. They said it was brutal. How so? <laughs> Just because, like, when you get to the bowl game, usually it's like you're not really going to be in pads too much. And the people that are mainly going to be in pads are, like, your red shirt guys or people that are coming back next year. And if you're an established player, you're probably not in pads too much. Just because you're at the end of the season. You're beat up. We know you're beat up. But I heard, man, and they told me that he had them in full pads almost every day. Because, you know, that's how they used to do it uh, – Back in the day, they was full pads every day. We don't care. We're full pads every day, and then we'll do a walkthrough right before the game. They didn't have the – that's why all of them are messed up because they didn't have the science <laughs> and the studies behind, hey, you probably should not <clears throat> have this many car wrecks when you're going to have more on Saturday. <laughs> Take that for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to sh- uh, shift gears up a little bit here, too. We'll talk some Packers. I know it's a hot take, but – I honestly think you gotta fire someone if you lose to Denver. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah. Round and round, round they go. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Around and round, round they go. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their the check. Cause though they sweat a brother Man. majorly. And you know, Data was there when he recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, I saw a, a theory that Tupac faked his own death to get away from Jada. <laughs> if you don't know, Jada Pinkett Smith is basically on a world tour telling us everything we didn't want to know about her relationship yeah, with her. And we Will didn't Smith. need to know. I'm, I'm confident now that I feel like since she's dragged this out so long, I feel like Tupac actually friend-zoned her, and I feel like she just can't live with it. So people <laughs> people did break it down about the engagement. Like They broke down of, like, you can see when he's in Rikers, and when mm-hmm. she said he went, and, like, he was actually in 
married to or engaged to a different woman wow. who saw him every day at Rikers during that time. Mm. And like when Jada said she went to Rikers, he wasn't even there. Mm. So like her timeline does not match. Mm. And they're She's like, crazy. Right. So there, I mean, he didn't want you, Jada. It's right. okay. Like, this is too much info. But like, He's in Argentina. I remember, like, right. There was like a time <laughs> where like they went to like the Baltimore performing arts school together. Mm-hmm. Like, and they, they, I don't know if they dated or they liked each other, mm-hmm. but that was it. That was it. And you were you were both like twelve, right? Exactly. Leave it alone. It's <laughs> so weird. Yeah. So yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith's out there telling everyone about how her and Tupac were in love, and they would have been <laughs> married, and he would have been Will Smith if uh, he didn't fake his own death and go down to Argentina. This eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Did Tupac fake his own death to get away from Jada Pinkett? <laughs> eh, I don't think so. <laughs> it's real trouble for the guy who just got arrested for it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That was the case. <laughs> But uh, we're also asking you who will have a better legacy at the uh, University of Wisconsin. Will it be Brett Bielema, Paul Christ, or will it be Luke Fickle? And I think right now, honestly, with a little examination, I think Paul Christ is we're all they're all competing for second place. Yeah, it's Barry's program. Yeah, yeah. you can't you can't you can't possibly jump Coach Alvarez. I think you'd have to come and win a few. You'd have to come and win a national championship. You'd have to win one. And even then, you still, like, because he's a grandfather of the program. Right. And at some point, he'll move to, like, Vince Lombardi stage where it's, like, so yeah. far past. Like, mm-hmm. now you'd say, like, with the Packers, the best uh, Packers football coach in the modern era is Mike Holmgren. Mm-hmm. Like, Vince Lombardi. Yeah. That was a long, I mean, yeah. people still had, like, insurance jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you hear stories. <laughs> I, I, someone was telling me about the time one of the guys the Bears picked in the first round, like, quit after a year because he said it wasn't worth it. <laughs> And he went like got a different job. That's because they were. He was the first paid. round. He was the first pick in the draft. Yeah, and like two teacher. years in, he's like, no, I'm just gonna go sell my insurance. Oh man, they was making teacher money. Yeah, I think like Gil Sayers was selling insurance on the side. Banging yeah. each other's yeah. head in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, With horrible equipment. So I think it's fair to say that was not the modern era. So I think Mike Holmgren would be the Barry Alvarez equivalent to the Packers. But speaking of the Green Bay Packers, and this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Orr, I'm Rutledge. Hamilton is uh, Niagara Falls. And Primetime <laughs> Wollersheim, Primetime Slash and Dine, is uh, with us here in the Everlight Solar Studio. Injury report for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Not great. It is not great. And Ryan, I'd like to say this. I told you so. Did we oh, not tell on. you on Wednesday? On Wednesday, it looked much better than this. No, but it got was, significantly worse. But there was so many people on the list. Oh, Jair Alexander was not on that list on Wednesday, yeah, and now bad. he is. Yeah, this is bad. Remember, remember Wednesday? We said like mm-hmm. that was a long list of people yeah. who were limited, and it mattered. Like you said, Thursday and Friday were the ones that mattered. Yeah. So Elton Jenkins limited today with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones limited with his hamstring injury. Darnell Savage limited with his calf injury. Eric Stokes, limited with his foot injury. That one, and it says foot there, but I thought it was a lot of hamstring issues that was also holding him out. With Darnell? Yeah, no, with uh, Stokes. As he's coming back from Liz Well, his was was like a full leg injury. That's right, but I think it's actually his ham... The last I read was his hamstring that's holding it back right now. I think they have to activate him by the end of, like, by next week's game. No, he, I think they have two more weeks. You I sure? Think, I think the practice window just opened this week, and it's a three-week window. For some reason, I thought mm-hmm. he had two weeks left, and this was one it of them. But right. I could be wrong. It, there is a window for him, and yeah. it has to be. Otherwise, he's done for the year. Uh, Quay Walker, limited, and Devontae Wyatt, limited. And that's not that's not great. That's not a great list there. And then Jair Alexander, back injury, is added to the injury report. When asked whether Alexander will be able to practice, finish practice today, LaFleur said he was very limited. If he w- did finish practice, he said he was very limited. So that's not great 
there at all. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah, Elton the, Jenkins ones might not be too bad. Well, same with Aaron Jones, but still, like, limited on a Friday. It's better than out, but that's a lot of guys unlimited. A lot of those guys are going to be yeah. bumped out. That all being said, if the Packers lose, I think you got to fire someone. I think it depends on how they lose. But, like, you can't lose to Denver. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a co- fire. I don't know. Uh, Musgrave, make the craft the starting tight end. Like fire, fire Musgrave. What I mean, like or like bench a player. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be like okay. physically firing a coach. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. do something. If you lose to Denver, you gotta make big change. If you lose to Denver, yeah. you're the trash football program. Yeah, like that's yeah. the thing. And yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. I do think the Packers are better than Denver. Yeah, they should win. But it's not impossible. I would no. say it's like a thirty percent chance the Packers oh. lose. I'd say it's higher than that, honestly. I would put it closer to 844-770-3776. What percentage chance do you give the Packers of losing to Denver? I'm going to say 30. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. Also, I think Denver is teetering on the edge of disaster as well. Yes. But if Green Bay, I don't care that it's in Denver. I don't care that it's you know the altitude there. If you go to Denver and you lose to the Broncos, it is now go time. Their heads are going to roll. Yeah, heads. Yeah, yeah, and they should. They should. Uh, you should. You should beat that team. Yes, you because should, you should beat that here's team. the way you look at it. If you beat Denver, the narrative that the players can tell themselves, the coaches can tell themselves, and we all can tell ourselves, which I think is an accurate narrative, is that hey, this is an average football team. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have ups and downs, and we're gonna probably finish with eight wins. Yeah. Yeah. And Jordan Love is gonna be an average QB, but the hope is that another year as a starter, he'll make a jump. Yep. If you lose. Now you're saying like we need to move on. We're we horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we're at Denver's level for sure. And then because you look at it more, well, the only we beat the Bears, they stink. Mm-hmm. And then we had to have Derek Carr go down against this, you know, for the Saints to beat mm-hmm. the Saints at home. So, yeah. and the guy had to miss a field goal too. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that now, but that's how the narrative flips. If you yes. lose to Denver, you look you retroactively look back and say, mm-hmm. man, this team could have one win, mm-hmm. and that one win would be over. One of the worst sure. teams in football. For sure. And if they win, then it's, oh, well, they could be maybe what the Lions were last year, and they're 8-9, and, and they're building towards something. Especially with all the like uh, turmoil that Denver has inside of the building. like They got a lot going on inside of their building, not even counting what's going on on the football field. Uh, that should, yeah, you should, you should go win that. Tim in Oregon says 50-50. JB from the V says 51 uh, chance that they uh, lose. And Daryl and Deerfield says coin flip. 844-770-3776. Uh, what percentage chance do you give the Packers uh, to beat Denver? Man, what's going on? Packers fans? Y'all, I mean, y'all you look at, left look at what fan? Vegas is saying. The Packers are one-point favorites on the road against Denver. That would insinuate yeah. on a neutral so field that yeah. Broncos would be favored Did Denver have a bye last week, too? No, they did not. No, they they, did. they lost to Kansas City, right? Kansas City, yeah, yeah. Thursday night game. So they had, so okay, they had a so they, that's right. I knew yeah. there was some sort of extra gap there. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they played the, over the weekend. That's what it was. So they're as fresh as they're. I mean, ten days or two. Look, ten days don't matter because we saw the Packers. I mean, they had plenty of time to get ready for the Raiders, mm-hmm. and they rolled out that poo poo platter. Yeah, remember they got their butts kicked by Detroit, and then they just had a mid off, which I predicted. <laughs> a mid off. It was. It's accurate. It's accurate. I I went out. I was on Green Day game day, and like I picked the Packers to lose, but I was I picked them lose seventeen to fourteen. They lost seventeen thirteen. But I was more confident that 
they were these teams were combined to score less than thirty five <laughs> points. That's what I was confident on. Because I think these offenses That's are horrendous. Tough. Yeah, I mean, they say that the Packers about to look like Miami. So, yeah, Oops. John Runyon. <laughs> You know, it's, you know it's dubious if Tauscher's like, I ah, you know, he, we had him on the show and he goes to back Wisconsin on the man that's brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. Or even Tauscher's like, well, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know about if that. If you could be, it's like the if you invented Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. Yeah. If you could be the Miami <laughs> Dolphins, you would have been the Miami yeah. Dolphins by now. What are they holding them back? Yeah. Like, Matt LaFleur's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> right. But like, <laughs> he's the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> he's the Winklevoss twins. The twin. Winklevoss. <laughs> and McDaniel Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> well, going back to yesterday's with coaching trees, bushes, whatever. I mean, I think Shannon. Coaching bushes. Whoa. Bushes. <laughs> bushes, yeah. We were talking about trees, bushes, forests. Um, I, I would say that Shannon's um, still Zuckerberg. Maybe. McDaniel's the guy mm. we pushed out the uh, was the Colombian guy who actually really made Facebook, but yeah. then Zuckerberg's like, yeah, but I made it. <laughs> uh, is that Timberlake? No, is that, yeah, so <laughs> like that's a good movie. Zoe, yeah, uh, no one. Madison asks, "Are you happy the Packers are stinking it up?" I'm actually just happy they're interesting. Mm. The last two years they've been interesting. That when they used to go out and the regular season was essentially pointless. I mean, it was great to see that, but like from a talk radio perspective. Talking about them beating the snot out of the Bears yeah. and Rodgers rolling to an MVP when the only thing that mattered when Rodgers was here at the end of his career was like, what are you going to do in the playoffs? Yep. And so the regular season was kind of like, all right, that was cool, but like, what does it matter? We got to get it matters at the end because yes. the expectations were there. Now, over the last two years, like every regular season game has mattered. So mm-hmm. that part is interesting to me. Sure. And that part is exciting for me. 844 770 3776. Packers are far more interesting than they've been in the last few years. That is for sure. Uh, I think Packer fans will happily go back to them being not an interesting team, but I think that's probably further down the line. I don't mm-hmm. think Jordan Love's the next franchise QB. I think he could be a good QB, but like, the Titans are always interesting, and if he's Tannehill, you know, like there's a lot of quarterbacks who are just fine that all of a sudden fall off a cliff. But for a little bit there, you can still be a team that competes. Like they could win a division with love. You could maybe look. To be honest, the, the troll in me would say, look, you can do the same things with Jordan Love that you do with Aaron Rodgers for most of his career. Just go out and not win the Super Bowl, uh, like and losing yeah. the in the NFC Championship game or losing the playoffs, win the division. Ooh, get a little spicy up in here. But you can like go out and win a division and then just lose in the playoffs to Jordan yeah. Love. You can. Like yeah, that. You that you, that's definitely yeah. uh, on the table. That's what a elite quarterback does. That's why. The quarterbacks make the dollars is because in the postseason, when everybody's on and everybody's clicking, you have that special player that can move the needle that gets you over the top in those games. And that's why people want elite quarterbacks. You have to go undefeated. And love (laughs) Rodgers for the most part, at least definitely in the regular season. But look, he's got the Super Bowl and he at least, you know, had some big games in the playoffs. He's a quarterback you can win because of. Mm -hmm. I think Jordan Love, he looks like a guy that, not his ceiling, but. You're still betting on it. I bet he's a guy that you can win with, but not because of. Yeah, and I, that's kind of how I would decide. And I really haven't moved off that with Love. Uh, maybe he's a little bit lower in that scale mm-hmm. of like maybe he's closer to. Um, I don't know Brock Purdy. Like Brock Purdy is a guy you can win with, not because of. Yeah, and I think you- Brock Purdy and Jordan Love could be similar. Obviously, yeah. the 49ers have better uh, offensive players around it, but then there's the other aspect of Jordan Love. You traded for into the first round, and Purdy was Mister Irrelevant. So, like yeah. from a team building aspect, it doesn't affect how good Jordan Love is, but it does really affect what the Packers are as an organization. That they got a guy that is doing the same thing as a seventh round pick as your first round pick, mm-hmm. and then you have to pay him money. 
first you, round money. Do you think they take that approach? Do you think that that's an option as well? If they lose to Denver, do you think they take the approach of okay, we still like Jordan Love, we just need to basically build ourselves like the 49ers. We want to play great defense. I think they're trying to do that. We're going to go get some big time playmakers on offense to just help our quarterback out. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. I think they're trying to build the 49ers yeah. because. That still, even though it feels like it's hard to thread a needle without a franchise QB, mm-hmm. it's still harder to find a franchise QB. Oh yeah. So I think sure. ideally, you're if you're an organization you don't have a franchise QB, mm-hmm. I think it's better to look at like the Ravens, yeah, and the 49ers and the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know they had Russell for a while, but like now they're winning with Geno. Like I would look at those organizations mm-hmm. and say, like, you know what, they're winning. And they've had good QBs, mm-hmm. but they've gotten to the Super Bowl. They've given themselves bites at the apple. Yeah, and that's. All you can ask for, yeah. and so I think the Packers are honestly trying to build it out of like keep Jordan Love on a he's going to get paid if he's good enough, mm-hmm. but like on a contract that you can build right. up around him, and then constantly look to replace him. Jimmy right. G was right. always on notice, right? Right. And Jordan Love could be Jimmy G, right? And Jimmy right. G got the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Yes, he did. So I mean, well, he was the QB. I don't know if he was driving <laughs> for us, but but it, that part matters. Uh, 844-770-3776. Daryl Deerfield chimes in. Jordan Love can't process information nearly as quickly as Purdy. Uh, come on, be better. Maybe you're right. I guess I can't. I'm just saying, Daryl, I can't write off Love on that. No. There is a QB score I want to look into. It's not the Wonderlick anymore. There's a new test that Brock Purdy scored off the charts on that oh. really is tying more directly to quarterback success. It's a processing yeah, uh, and I, I we can look it up during the break, uh, or we could just you know, and then we can go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse and have the sizzle, swizzle, and swirl <laughs> happy that, hour and that. talk about uh, how to draft the next great QB. Go say hi to Lee over there. Whether it's a, a date night, maybe they got the patio open tonight. It's a great night for that. Still, I don't. They got the little fire uh, pits like at the tables and stuff, so that'd be kind of fun. Uh, go get yourself a steak sandwich, um, the calamari. You can get yourself a Coors Light, a, a dancing goat. Get yourself an old-fashioned, whatever it is. Go to uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Daniel Sloth chimes in. Broncos will win by 10 points. Ooh. And JB from the V chimes in. Why is everyone so scared to admit Jordan Love was a bad pick? I've never seen so many excuses made for a mediocre QB. JB, I I guess I look at it like this. I don't want to be that guy. I think I, I... It's obvious. Because people will call me like as a Bears fan of like, oh, you're rooting for him to be bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's bad yet. Yeah, you can't say. But I feel confident in saying, like Purdy is his ceiling because a couple people pointed out, like Brock Purdy's pretty pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. Yes, but like I kind of feel like I'm just kind of lumping him into this sort of Purdy, Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. Tannehill. You can win with, but not because Mm -hmm. of guy. And then it's a matter of like how much are they getting paid? That's how much Mm -hmm. they're worth, and you're always looking to replace that guy because I do think that the Packers' new plan. Especially with seeing how Love's played so far, and again, it's, the season's not over. Is because like Jordan Justin Fields had two games within ten days. He threw eight touchdowns and one interception. Then he reverted back. 
Jordan Love's going to have a couple big games for this sure. year. And then for it's sure. it's consistency. You got to mm-hmm. string it together for like ten. Mm-hmm. Fields never did it in Chicago. He strung I think together like six, mm-hmm. and he's going to be on his way out. That's the difference. That's and that's the NFL. Yeah. You, I, I heard this uh, Yurko, uh, who former Packer, former Bear, on the Bears post game said, "Either you're a winner or you're a loser in the NFL." Mm-hmm. Justin Fields and the Bears right now are losers. Yep. The Packers right now with Jordan Love are losers. They can mm-hmm. change their narrative. But they need to be winners. It's yeah. really simple in the NFL. Yeah. You played in it, it's cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Either you can or you can't. Let's get out to Jim in Cambridge, 844-770-3776. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. What up? How's it going? Beautiful day. Pretty good. Uh, I heard you mention something about if, uh, if the Packers lose another one or to the Broncos, somebody needs to be fired. Um, question for you. Yeah. Uh, all I hear is the Packers are the youngest team in the NFL. Why don't they have Jimmy Leonard as their <laughs> defensive coordinator um, And other than Joe Barry? I mean, if there's a guy who can work with young kids, and also he's been in the NFL, I think he'd be a good match for them. And, I, second, oh, go ahead. and, and second, they ought to teach that uh, Christian Watson how to do a jump ball because he had uh, he had five inches over that uh, jump ball in the end zone, and the guy still knocked it out of his hands. He needs to put his big boy pants on. He's not a he's not a rookie anymore. Yeah, and he's an older player. Thank you for the call. We'll answer both those questions here now. Jim Leonard did have an opportunity. Maybe he regrets it. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> that he could have gone to Ben the Packers defensive coordinator in front mm-hmm. instead of Joe Barry. He turned yeah. that down. Now Jim Leonard. Was sitting around. They could have brought him in mm-hmm. in the offseason and brought him in to be the defensive coordinator. That could have been a case. Now, he was brought in by Philadelphia to interview mm-hmm. for that job. The hip surgery thing is a real thing. Yeah. So, I guess that's not made up. So, maybe if, if this year doesn't shake out, maybe that's the final, mm-hmm. the end there for Joe Barry. And I get that this is a young roster. And that's part of like the evaluation process here. But at some point, you know, the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing. And yeah. the Joe Barry problems are not a young roster problem. Mm-hmm. He's the, that, that side of the ball, not young. No. That is the that side of the ball should be damn near the 49ers. Yes. I mean, the players there, mm-hmm. you're right with Sean Gary getting back to full health. And I know Alexander's thing, but like Alexander, you have a premier corner, mm-hmm. you have a premier pass rusher, you have a premier defensive lineman, mm-hmm. and you have solid corners in Douglas. I mean, you're safe. Darnell Savage is trash, but like, so your safeties are suspect. But your middle linebackers, because Campbell's out, you still have Walker, who I think at the bare minimum is a good, like a solid mm-hmm. NFL player. For he's sure. still figuring out what he's yeah. going to be. He, I think he's just going to be a guy that's going to make some great plays and make some stupid plays. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it goes sometimes. And it's still going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. The secondary is good overall. But when you have a elite D tackle, like a all-pro caliber, yeah. and then you have an all-pro caliber linebacker and an all-pro yeah. caliber corner, your yeah. defense should be way better. Yeah, defense, and I'm not talking stats. No. I'm talking that last year, the Lions shouldn't have been able to bleed the game out mm-hmm. and end it for you. Mm-hmm. And the year before that, the 49ers, with Jimmy Garoppolo with like one arm, and it wasn't his throwing arm, mm-hmm. uh, still went out and bled the game away from you yeah. and got Robbie Gold the field goal. Like, that, like Tampa, they got the points they needed. Yeah. Like That, to me, and I don't know if that was Joe Barry, but the players, there's something missing here with the coaches to the players because the players have the pelts on the wall. The coaches mm-hmm. aren't getting it done. And that, to me, is defense. When you need it 
to stop one, someone, and they did that against the Saints. They kept on giving the ball back to Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. All right, here you go again. Again. Yep. Again, until he finally did it in the fourth quarter. Yep. But they kept on giving it back to him. That's mm-hmm. how you help a young QB. We'll talk about more of that on the other side. This is Rutledge Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.